I'm found in this office by myself with um having to uh, raise three hundred million dollars. Three hundred million dollars, and I'm thinking to myself, you know what? I know she was going to give me. <laughs> that's exactly what I thought. I said, you know what? You know, after all that I've been through, th this is a piece of cake. Welcome to Game Changers Live from Miami, Florida. My name is Sergio Tijera. I'm your host. And each and every week, we bring you someone who has been a game changer in their field and who's touched the lives of thousands to get their perspective on their journey, their mindset, their struggles and successes so that we can inspire you on your journey. So let's get started right now. Each and every week, we bring you people who have been game changers in their field. And this week, my special guest is hometown hero and business consultant, attorney, entrepreneur, and Renaissance woman, Lucy Morillo. Hi, Lucy. How are you? Hi, Sergio. Thank you so much. Such a pleasure and an honor to be here with you today. Yeah, of course. Well, let me tell you a little bit about Lucy. If you don't know her, uh, she's a C-level business executive, attorney, and entrepreneur with proven global experience establishing, uh, managing, and growing new enterprises, private companies, and non-for-profit organizations. She's a bar-certified attorney uh, in the state of Florida for more than 20 years, and she leverages her judicial knowledge to provide executive and strategic coaching, as well as ethical and legal direction to leadership teams in search of mindful and innovative solutions. And uh, many of you know Lucy from uh, her time at Miami Children's uh, Health Foundation, where she served as president and CEO from 2007 to 2016, doing some amazing work there. And she's also an inspirational speaker and certified leadership coach. And in 2016, People in Español magazine named Lucy as one of the 25 most powerful women in the U.S. And she's been featured on numerous media outlets, including CNN and Español and Ocean Drive Magazine, amongst others. And in 2016, she was also awarded the key to the city of Miami for her contributions to the city's business and philanthropic landscape. I want a key to the city. How do we, <laughs> well, how do we get one of those keys? Can we get a copy of the keys? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out which is the door that it opens, but I got it and I was honored. I'll keep trying. It opens many know? doors. It opens many doors. <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, well, Lucy, you you know you you've had such a great career and um, you know unbelievable success. And this show is all about inspiring others on their journey, um, who perhaps haven't gotten there yet or on their on their way, and they look for to people like you, right? Leaders like yourself, women like yourself that have done so many great things. Um, tell me a little bit about you know growing up and and what was it that you wanted to be as as a six year old, as an eight year old, ten year old? What what were you looking to? to be what what do you think your calling was at the time um how long do we have <laughs> <laughs> long story about 25 30 minutes so i i, I want to share a little bit since the, the show's name is game changers let me let me tell you about my game changing philosophy that's going to weave into your question about there like, you go perfect up. so i think my my i i almost have like a special talent to thrive in the unknown Sergio, and so I, I kind of call it, and my friends kind of call it the Lucy's law of gra laws of gravity because somehow I'm like a cat. I always land on on, on my on feet, feet, regardless of why. And and it's really because I think if we if we hold on to our history and things that happened in the past, we we often do it at the expense of our destiny. And so it's 
it's very important to me that I that I don't put energy in the things in the past and just kind of charge forward, use that fire instead of just using that energy and fire in the past and the future. And I say this because when I was a little girl, um, I was born with a condi uh, um, con congenital heart problem. And so it was, it was not until the age of nine and my middle name is Miracle that they discovered it. So I'm not even supposed to be here, right? And so- wow. Th think about manifesting things like later I work for a children's hospital, but, but when I'm talking about this, um, this ability to like defy gravity, um, uh, they discovered it at nine. They actually did the surgery. I was fine. And then once I get, I get back home a couple of years later, my father goes to the horse races in Puerto Rico where I'm from and he has a stroke and he passes away. And so that, all of these experiences were shaping where I wanted to be. Not once I felt sorry for myself. At that point, my life changed. My mother, I only have one brother and he lived in Pennsylvania. So my mother's and my situation changed and, and financially changed, personally changed. So we were compelled to move. I never intended to leave, leave the island of Puerto Rico. I wanted, I, I knew I wanted to do something special. I just, and, and I knew that given the circumstances I was, I was, I was put here on earth to do something special. You know how they say that you're we're, we're spiritual beings having a, a human experience, but mm -hmm. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it was. So we we were compelled to move. I um, and I I my brother lived in Pennsylvania, so I was given the choice. I was always a really good student in spite of everything, uh, uh, all the external circumstances, death of my father, my 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 illness, and so I was accepted into UPenn, Penn State, and I chose to go to Penn State and. It was a it was a culture change, you know. At the time, it was in the eighties, so my English wasn't really good looking. So, like Celia Cruz used to say, so I, <laughs> I, I was I was in this environment, and and again, you know, realizing that talent to thrive in the unknown. Um, I, I think at the time the university had forty five thousand students, but only like two percent of the students were Latino. So finding your cultural niche was also a, a challenge. And and I did well, and I that's when I decided that I, I liked law. Uh, so I, I decided to go to law school at the time because I wanted to effectuate change. I, I wanted to 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 leave a mark and 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 kind of leave things and and better than I find them. Right. So at the at the same let me, time, let me, let me let me interrupt you a minute. So go. when you were when you were nine, let me take it back a minute. Um, and you found out that you had this this heart disease. Did you realize what it was, or did your parents just say, "No, it's okay, you're fine. You're just no, no, you're going to keep was, going." I was I was uh, very involved in the process, and I was um, even though I was a very shy, quiet um, young girl. And it's interesting because when I say that I was very shy, people don't believe me now. I'm still to some degree very shy, <laughs> but I um, but I was really I like to read a lot. And so I was really involved in the process. I totally understood what was going on. And when I started at Penn State, my major was pre-med because of that very reason. But I cannot see blood. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, so I soon changed to, to something in the legal field. And, and, and I knew whether it was law or medicine, I wanted to just make a difference and I wanted to help people. Okay, so that, that kind of helps shape and, yeah. and point you in a, in a direction yeah. that maybe you weren't going yeah. in before. 
so now I'm married, I'm in college. And so um, I'm graduating from college, going to law school, first year of law school, I'm thinking, okay, so there's some sense of normalcy. And so my mom gets diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease, ALS. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's a sure, horrible disease, yeah. And so they tell me that she's gonna last me three years. And my mother was my pillar, you know, she, she had been my everything. And so um, it, it was really difficult. It was, it was traumatizing and, and so, I, I decided I, I need to take care of my mom. My mom, I mean, you know, I'm married, but right. my mom is at the core and I have to complete my, my law degree. So I get pregnant with a child at the time. And so through all the whole process, my marriage fell apart. So when I graduate from law school, I'm now a single mom of a preemie baby um, and the sole caregiver of a terminally ill parent. Oh my gosh. So not real, the fairy tale, but you know, just again, you know, that, that talent to thrive in the unknown, you, you never said back, not once Sergio, I thought back, you know, why has my life been so challenging, right? I always thought to myself, you know, there's a reason why this all learning is, all this learning is happening. And so I managed to graduate from law school and, you know, so I you never felt any kind of victimization. You never felt like, in you never question, man, why am I getting all these, these bad breaks? On the other hand, I felt like a sense of pride. Like, you know, um, I, I am here to defy gravity. And, and that was, that was the message since I was little. Right. So I'm here for a reason. I'm here because I need to be. And so I, I had not taken the bar and I had no job and I, I had to take care of my mom and my son. So I get a job, but I got it. I got a job not in the Northeast where we lived in Florida. So that's how I ended up down here in a, in a general counsel's office of a telecommunications company um, in, in North Florida. And so it was great. I, I had the opportunity to learn a lot, but 10 months, 11 months into the job, the company goes belly up because it was in the rise and fall of the telecoms. And I'm thinking to myself, mm, man, here we go again. <laughs> Why can't I just stay on my feet? <laughs> Are you kidding? So now I am thinking, okay, I really need to pass the Florida bar and, um, and get another job. And so I take the, the Florida bar very, very proud to say that I passed it the first time around, but by the time I got the results back, I had to find a job. So I know no real time. And that's when I got into fundraising. Many people ask me, because the University of Miami had just hired Donna Shalera to be the president. Right. And um, I worked in Penn State in fundraising. And so I, I was hired to work in the, what they called at the time, the Office of Plan Giving. And Donna had set out to, she wanted to raise a billion dollars, the first billion dollar campaign in right. this community. I remember that. You recall. So she had forecasted that, um, 30% because she's, she's a brilliant woman was supposed to come from some type of structure giving, which is plan giving. That was the office that I was. And so my boss was an expert on that and he was just amazing. But a couple of months into after the announcement of the campaign, guess what happened? He left. My, my boss resigns, right? Oh <laughs> so <laughs> I'm found in this office by myself with, um, Having to uh, raise three hundred million dollars. Three hundred million dollars, and I'm thinking to myself, you know what? I know she was going to give me. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. I said, like, you know what? You know, after all that I've been through, th this is a piece of cake. So, 
Donna Shalela, she was a very fair leader. And so we we conducted a, a national search to find a replacement for my, my boss. But at the, you know, that took time. I continued to do what I needed to do. I remember I used to be the last one to leave my office because I had a, my learning curve was was pretty big. And, and, you know, sometimes you make sacrifices. One of them that I remember is not being able to get home on time to put my, my baby to sleep and, you know, checking in with the nurse aides because they were taking care of my mom. And, you know, I created a support system and as business women working on career and being, yeah. you know, the it for, for everything at home, you do what you have to do. So after they conducted the national search, they realized that I was the best man to the to do the job so they gave me the position and under my leadership at the end of the billion dollar campaign we raised 333 million dollars at the university of miami so wow. I, I was super thrilled with that and so so I, tell me about tell me about okay so not everybody would would accept not not accept but but face that challenge with with that mentality of like, yeah, I'm gonna, you know, I got this, I got this. What, what do you think keeps you so confident? Like, what is it? What's in the water that you drink that's making you so confident throughout all these challenges that people can apply themselves when they face their challenges? Well, I think that if you, I think that mentality of, of I'm here to defy gravity, as has been demonstrated by my life itself. And when I say that, the the element of just be my, you know, having a congenital heart disease and and just the fact that you defy that and so you look at your past, I, I, and the times I, that you've overcome challenges, you know, you that look, builds your confidence, right? You look at your past not to dwell on your past, but to learn from it and to get that fuel to charge forward, and 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 even looking at my mom's disease, you know, um, kind of not to sound cliche, but like that book Tuesdays with Maurice. Which mm -hmm. is such a beautiful book because patients that have this degenerative motor neuron disease, they get this second look at life and they realize that you know you're here for a purpose and you're here for for a, for a short moment. So make the best of it. What complaining is not going to resolve anything. Right. And so, yeah, and dwelling then, on the problem is not going to resolve anything. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and, and uh, I think he was. Um, Winston, Winston Churchill that used to say, if, if you're going through hell, just keep going. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. There's no need to stop and look around, right? Keep going. Well, no, I, I think it is what it is. And, and so, uh, um, you know, and you'll see through life, I, I, I'm now I'm at the point in my life in which I'm looking back and, and again, just for learning, not for holding on to history. Um, and thinking, Oh my God, everything that I did, I did exactly the way I, I, I needed to do it because he's taking me to where I am right now. And so anyways, I was telling you the story. So once I got that great success, I'm looking also at the fact that my mom, they told me she was going to last me three years when they diagnosed her. It's been more than that. And she's still alive, which is another miracle that gives the me the fuel to move forward, a blessing. And, and so, you know, the doctors can say that, that the patients will have X amount of years, but you know, your, your, your essence is what keeps you going. So she's still with me and I'm, I'm thrilled about that. And, and so I get one day a, a call from in the middle of the morning in after the campaign was over and there was success. And so they called me and they said, you know, there's a children's hospital. I did not know where the children's hospital 
was. So they take me, they come in the morning and they take me, you know, to a tour of the, of the walls of the hospital. And of course, it's a children's hospital. And I'm thinking, oh my God, this is so amazing. You know, another one of my, um, it's in my bucket list, right? Of, of helping children like me. And so right. the job offer is great at this point. I'm in my early thirties. I'm thinking it's a president and CEO of a foundation that's making such a, a great um, change in our community. But for one split second, this is probably what my, another game changing moment. I remember that like shy little girl and, um, and, things were stable like I, why why would i leave now money was just coming at the university of miami i was doing so well why would i change that to to yet you know risk of being another a challenge right and another challenge so i went to my mom and she's on her wheelchair and i said to to her mom um they offered me this job and i don't know i don't know i think everything is stable for the first time and she said mija de los tontos no se ha escrito nada I mean, Puerto Rican say it differently, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, yeah. essentially nothing has ever been written about cowards. And That's so right. she, she, she really just gave me that. <laughs> so I, 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 that I, I took the job. I became the president and, and CEO of the Miami Children's Foundation. And, and there it was great because I not only was raising the money, but I was also, um, uh, I was also growing the money and they had close to a hundred million dollars in assets for the children. So I had to not only raise the money, I had to grow the money part, manage the money and grant the money to the hospital. So it's a bigger responsibility. Um, and so I was doing very well from year one. I think when I started at the foundation, they were raising about $4 million and then just tweaking things and using some of, of the experience and in fundraising, we went from 4 million to double it the next year. But, you know, just 12 months into it, life hits me again, just 12 months into it, as I'm doing great, life hits me again. So, so my mom stops breathing. And so we lose the battle to, to the terrible disease. And, you know, yeah. her death was really one of the saddest, moments in my life and a very hard one because she had been my my strength and and sure. and the person that taught me how to have this mentality but there is when another law of gravity one of the Lucy's law of gravity <laughs> kicks in, which is you know when 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 life hits you um it is actually an opportunity to come back bigger better stronger than ever so you know as our we learn more from the setbacks than the successes Right. Yeah, as 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 my close friend Armando Pitbull says, uses that all the time, and he also says that every day above ground is a good day. A so good day. <laughs> exactly. our blessings is so amazing. Is and so I continued. You know, I in the in the in the memory of my mom, um, we moved from eight million to ten million to twenty six million. Actually, in when I left in twenty sixteen, we had raised seventy six million dollars that year. Wow. We did a hundred million at the start to 76 yeah. million. That is unbelievable. We did a hundred and fifty million dollar campaigns and we, we campaign we finished the campaign two years ahead of schedule. Um we changed the name. I changed the name of the hospital to the Nicholas Children's Hospital. Yeah, yeah. That was that was that was, tell me about that. How, that how did was, that come about? That is such a cool partnership. I mean that we're was, one of the legends, you know. Yeah, I mean to for first family mm. of golf who are just amazing human beings and and so are you it, a golfer no i didn't even know 
<laughs> I mean, I know I, at the time I was like, I have to go meet this guy, Jack Nicholson. And, and my friend said, you mean Jack Nicholson? I said, no, Jack. Yeah, the actor? No, 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 the golfer. The golfer, Jack Nicholson. He plays golf. <laughs> and he called himself a bear, the golden bear. The golden bear. And so it, that, 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 um, process took about five years so you know put in perspective how in in fundraising is like life you know you have to be very patient and and capacity right. and and stick to it and so it, it was a it was a great experience to 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 have a transformational uh, gift like that under your leadership to to look back now at the landscape of miami and and have played a part in in that architecture team of the people that are over the last 20 years have changed what Miami is today sure. from what it was. So it was it was just amazing. And so, you know, again, like, you know, putting it in retrospect now, um, creating all the friendships and with celebrities and donors and, and being part of Miami is how I didn't let the legacy of or or the tainting letting my my history taint my destiny, right? Because I I had it had given me the opportunity to be where I am right now. So from that point on, you know, the defying gravity has been my motto. I have been in CNN. Every every opportunity I have <clears throat> to share my story, I take it. Um, I've been blessed, like you said, you know, to to be recognized for for this and and. And be in platforms where I can inspire, if I can, in the most humble way, you know, from CNN to 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 the United Nations, and talk about children's healthcare, talking about women in business, talking about women in philanthropy, Hispanic women in philanthropy, which you know, it's 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 something that has changed quite a bit over the last couple of years, but we were a rarity at, at the very beginning, and so just define gravity in general, and now. Um, using all of that experience when I stepped down from from Miami children in, in staying true to myself and and not only setting goals goals are great but finding purpose is more important yeah it's a so, massively transformative purpose is a you know you need to have a purpose that you're, you're going after to, to find a fuel for what you're doing so I I I we created this new company LM, LMA Consultants and and I have the best business partner in the world and Lisbeth Fernandez Viña who who is like the other side of my brain because she's a, a marketing and communications expert and so the intention is to kind of bring this experience in to 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 the masses to take an aerial look of some of the things that I've done in these organizations healthcare uh, education and and kind of just use it for the betterment of our our community and so i was sharing with you before we we um went live that we started and the intention was the non-for-profit space and 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 sharing the experience and consulting and okay. and help them helping them scale up but it has kind of morphed into some of the private sector as well you know with the model of social enterprising and align connect lead is really our our slogan because it's really important for us that we help our clients align with their mission internal mission so that they can get better alignment with the external audiences and right. so you know it's, it's just been a a great ride you know it's it's just fantastic and, and positioning ourselves as uh, ourselves as a cross-cultural company that is kind of like a one-stop shop for many things but especially to 
to deliver, um, you know, the gold standard when it comes to authenticity and and effective presence and in just mission alignment and and just do, doing what they are set to do better. And so now, how in 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 your experience now in the practice and so forth, what are you seeing the biggest difference being post pandemic? as businesses start up again, obviously not everyone's going back to work in, in, in their actual, you know, place of work. There are a lot of them are working remotely, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. How do you see business changing going forward post pandemic? Well, you know what it's, it's, um, and I was sharing with you that I, I think, um, business changed during the pandemic and, and very smart businesses used the time in the pandemic to, flip the mind, mindset and use the time, the downtime to strategize where people were watching Netflix and doing other things. We got a lot of clients that reached out retooling. To yeah. Nice. Let me use this opportunity to, to kind of regroup and, and reshift and reposition and change the way you do business so that now they can implement. So a lot of, uh, I think, the connectivity has increased because when now we have many organizations and many companies are just going to continue to do things by by whether it's Zoom or 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 this platform or or some of the others. I, I think it makes it easier, um, more efficient. I mean, you spend a little bit less time in the car, especially Miami traffic yeah. and time one on one. Sometimes you feel like you're working a, a little more than you would otherwise work but you're home like i was sharing with you as sometimes i'm working from my home office i don't know that i will ever go back out there and 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 your your cost uh, efficiency is, is heightened it's 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 just a different way to do business and sometimes you get to integrate your your family life even more when you are in this space so i think that pandemic brought some challenges but just like my life i think it brought a lot of opportunities and and things that are positive that you know if we look at them we can use them to defy gravity right and, and it depends how you look at things right i always tell people to 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 take the point of view that everything happens for to, you know for you not to you for right you. because not a victim because everything happens for a reason mm -hmm. and you know what i see happening as well is a lot instead of work-life balance i'm seeing a much more of a blend yes right? like a, kind of like a work-life blending and it's okay to you know leave early and go get your kids and then get back to work afterwards and you know as long as you get the job done i think that's more acceptable now as well absolutely i actually have my 21 year old here and then i have my my four-legged son you know i have a <laughs> and for the interview i said listen usually for meetings you guys it's okay if you bark and it's okay if you make noise yeah yeah so this one put them over there in the garage <laughs> but it's great to have them here because you get to see them you get to connect yeah and they give you that energy, you know, which if you are in a remote office location, it's kind of hard. It's yeah. Hard. Yeah. Good. So speaking of kids and, and having, you know, you having worked in it at the children's hospitals for so many years, mental health for kids is, it's, it's huge, right? It's, I think it's a huge issue that, that needs to be addressed, especially post pandemic and, you know, the whole mask wearing and, and almost kind of creating a bit of a phobia to germs and, you know, I, I'm I'm really concerned about that. Just in general, of kind of the 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 scar it's left, right? And how can they overcome that? What are your What are your thoughts around that? And do you think that's going to have like an impact for yeah. families going forward? No, no, I, it's definitely going to have an impact. But um, you know, and and it's very interesting you bring that point because one of the hardest areas to raise money for 
um, at Miami Children's was mental health because really? it, it's not sex. Oh. It's it's not sexy. I mean, it's it, yeah. you, you do galas, you do things, and you convey. You can't touch it. You can't see it. It's there's not a visible scar. You not the kid with the bald head. It's not you know. Right. It, it's and it permeates through all different things like you know uh gastro issues through like you know the kids had like all kinds of things that were all stemming from mental health and right. conveying that message and trying to get donors to support that was was very interesting sometimes they didn't want to really support it because they didn't want to send a red flag that there was something happening at home for the stigma which is right, right. even more difficult but i think that the the again you know and this is just my my I guess the floor of my personality, always looking at the positive and, and whether the glasses are full. Um, the pandemic is given the opportunity and, and not only the pandemic, everything that we have gone through to, to put these things at the forefront and to mm -hmm. as human beings understand that we're all in this together and it is happening. And you know, if there is needs to help, whether it's through fundraising or other types of help, you know, it's happening to many more of us than we think. So right. there's no need to be stigmatized. So I think it's going to make a difference. It's going to make a difference in children's hospital. I think it's going to make a difference in, in mindfulness. Mindfulness is very important to me. It's very important. Right. It came to me, mindfulness and meditation through, through my business partner, who is actually you know certified in that space. But it is now part and parcel of everything that we do, whether it's executive coaching or or you know strategies because i think it helps the mental health aspect of things on just being able to cope better because you're not in the past you're in the moment that's right that's right yeah a lot of times we we dwell in the past we we beat ourselves up about mistakes we've made in the past and doubts that we have about you know stemming from our childhood right some things have happened you know to us as kids at six years old that we still carry with us for for you know for a variety of reasons so as we start to wrap this up, tell me about, you know, who are your mentors in, in life? Who, who are the people that you always looked up to yeah. as you were on your journey? So it, um, I think through your different stages, you, you pick up different ones, right? Different yeah. ones. Um, obviously always, it's always been my mom, as, as you heard that, right. that resiliency, that just way of looking at, things are instead of challenges as opportunities and define gravity in general um and then in in the professional world i've always had a mentor mentor mentoring is super important so i had uh teresa weintraub valdez fauli has been my mentor for many 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 years and and um she got me involved in this organization international women's forum which is an international um organization for preeminent women and, and she became the president of the global and I'm now um, the vice president and president-elect of the Florida chapter. So it, it's great because they give you a benchmark and they give you the milestones to reach, right? That's what mentoring is and they help yeah. you along the way. I also have a, a um, I, I've been involved ever since college um, with a Big Brothers Big Sister program. And I have a little sister um, oh. that it was this, this young lady that uh, was in, I think in, in junior high when I met her and I stayed with her through 
um, her development and she ended up going to Penn State graduating. And no now, way. That's not only that, she's on TV many times. Mm. She was one of the stars in Gotham, the show. Really? Wives, she's like a, like a, my superstar. So I see. <laughs> and it's like my first child. So she's, she's, she's one of those mentors because you learn not only from the people you receive, right. from, from right. the people you give. And, but things have changed now. So, now, believe it or not, one of my mentors and the person I learned the most is my son. Interesting. My tell, me, tell me more. Tell my 21-year-old is, a, I mean, I, all throughout watching mom run here and there and, you know, taking care of him and getting home late, you, you judge yourself sometimes. I'm like, am I doing the right thing? And as I see him now at 21-year-old about to graduate from University of Florida, studying for the LSATs to go to law school, started an application wow. that is now on the Apple store called String String AI, no no, no free advertisement here, right? <laughs> but, um, it, it's just that intensity that he has and that tenacity and that that thing that I, I, I guess I had, I didn't see it, but I see it in him. And, but at the exponential level, sometimes I tell him, oh, wait, wait, you're too intense for me. But what a role model. I mean, what a what an amazing mirror. Yeah. yeah. And as, as a parent, there's there's nothing more special to see your kind of actions, your behaviors dem like exemplified and, and demonstrated, manifested in your kids. Yeah. So we actually have an example. So my wife just started a fantastic job at Florida Blue and she's very, very happy with it. And you know, her dad passed away a couple of years ago. Uh, from a stroke and one of the things she you know she would she wished she can do is is to call him up and and let him know about you know the job and how happy she is and stuff like that and and she couldn't do that right and that you know it really kind of you know it hurt her but my daughter was here and she saw she saw her you know and you know upset and crying a bit and so she went to the room and she set up a beautiful little area there um with uh, a little toy dog that that her dad used to have in in her in his house and some little balloons and stuff like that and wrote a little note and put some candy and so our eight-year-old it was such a touching moment and so it's funny that you mentioned that because it was just yesterday that this happened oh wow and i was like oh my god i was like melting you know <laughs> and my yeah. wife as well we're like oh my god that's so beautiful that is amazing you know? that's so beautiful so, and, and they learn uh, they, le they learn but you know what feel good because she is your gift to the world but exactly feel good because that is a reflection of who you guys are yeah and yeah. so and like you said sometimes you're, you're running around hustling all day you know you're doing so many things that you don't really stop to realize it because it's you know it's it's like drips right little drops little drops every day but the bucket starts to fill up and one day you so you see the bucket filled and you're like wow this is amazing yeah awesome well congratulations on her that you've yeah <laughs> so lucy as as um as we wrap up so you've been doing some amazing things um you're absolutely a game changer was there a moment in your life and and maybe it was at you know when you when you found out about the uh, the heart disease or, or it was another one that was like a game changing moment that you really like pivoted and it just you took off you know something changed in, in your mind or was there a number of them yeah i think um definitely i think that <laughs> so when when my mom when my mom passed yeah. I had, it was in the wake of the, the diamond ball, which was my creation, the gala for Miami children's. 
And so I I think it was the day before. Oh my gosh. And so it, it was that moment in which you say, okay, so now what? I, I felt like the floor had moved from under me. Right. Um, it was actually the kickoff, the kickoff of the event, because I the, the she it was in May and this was October. So um I attended the event anyways in 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 memory of my mom, of everything that she stood for, of everything that she taught me, yeah. of everything that I was because of her. Um, and and I think I mentioned it when we were talking about that crucial time when when I lost the battle to the disease that, you know, it was my moment of just saying, my God, okay, enough already. Let me celebrate, right? Everything yeah, that we me celebrate that, a win. But at that moment is is when I had that game-changing time, moment in time when you say, you know, this is the opportunity to continue to be bigger, better, stronger, and charge forward you know, for, for, for the legacy that she's leaving for what is expected of me and for her. Unbelievable. I love it. I'm, I'm so inspired. Woo! I love it, Lucy. Oh, yeah. You've Thank been, you. you've been a, a real game changer. Thank you so much for being on. I, I I'm sure that people are going to love this episode. I mean, there was so much good content in here and such an amazing, you know, story and and continue doing what you're doing because you're you're serving the community you're serving with purpose you're serving with passion uh and and only great things can come from that so congratulations on your success you too sergio thank you for being such a great voice thank you so much for having me if you loved what you heard in today's episode of game changers please subscribe and rate us the lessons and the stories in these podcasts are immensely valuable so i invite you to share them with a friend who needs to hear it you may end up being the game changer in their lives.